Hello and welcome to 14 John Alliance Church Podcast, Our Story. Uh, This is Pastor Nick here. I'm so glad that you all could be listening today. Uh, I'm really, really excited uh, to have this guest on our podcast today. Um, She is someone who was a part of my youth group, uh, graduated, and then went off and did some uh, crazy, amazing things. Uh, So Rachel, why don't you just say hi to everyone? Hello. So Rachel, um, uh, how about you just share a little bit about your story of how you came to faith? Um, well, I grew up in a Christian home and I've always believed, um, in God, but I didn't really actually make it my own until I was about 13 years old. Um, Mm. it was always just kind of, I went to youth group, I went to Sunday school, Mm -hmm. went to church, just did the normal like Christian things, um. But when I was 13, I realized that it was a relationship that I could have with him mm-hmm. um, on my own and that I could actually pursue him and just, um, just yeah, just love him on my own and not have it just be m- something my parents did. Right. And, and was there like a, a specific moment or something that came along? Because you said 13. Is there a little bit more context to that that you're willing to share? Yeah, so that's when I started going to a Bible camp called Kings Valley um, mm-hmm. out in Rose Prairie area. Yeah. And that's really just when um, God just really showed me who he was. And mm. that's when I really realized like, wow, this is actually something that I can have hmm. and not just something that's my parents. Right. It's not something that you get to experience through them or just something that because they're Christian, that means you're Christian, but it's something that you actually, yeah, you actually have this relationship on your own, right? Yeah. No, that's awesome. And I know Kings Valley has been an important part of your, uh, your life and your family's life. Do you mind sharing a little bit why, um, what, what about Kings Valley has been so transformational for you and so important? It really, um, was just the way, I guess, how they, worshipped um at Mm. first I was just like kind of confused and was like what is going on I would definitely say it's definitely more on the Pentecostal side of things definitely um but it was just so authentic and Mm. like people just I could just see that the people there actually love Jesus and I was like wow I want that Mm. and yeah it was just it changed all of us like then my parents started coming out and my younger sisters and we all just really realized like wow Mm. and so yeah my sisters and I um, worked there during the summers right. and really just had like as much as we could to do with that camp. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. That's awesome. And, and what's your, because uh, I also worked at camp for uh, a number of years, but what's your favorite camp story that you have? When you think of Kings Valley and you think of the summers that you've worked there, what's one of the best stories that you can think of? It can either be like a, a more spiritual one or it could be even just like a, a crazy one that has happened like what is your favorite story from Kings Valley oh boy I think honestly um all of us summer students are we're all co-workers but we're all like best friends too so Mm -hmm. it's just like working with your best friends every single day it was so fun yeah um one night um in the chapel it's like a huge building um we turned off all the lights Mm -hmm. and we played um sardines Oh, yeah. In the dark. And it's like a big open room, <laughs> but we all found places to hide, like the fridge and like the burlap and the ceiling and yeah. like everything. Like 
we were finding crazy places to hide and I got tackled by my friend because he thought my other me I was my other friend. It that's was awesome. it was really fun. I think oh, that's yeah. one of my favorite memories from camp. Yeah, camp is just uh, yeah. I I can really resonate with that. Like it was so transformational for my own life and my own faith. Uh, and even just yeah, the the fact that you get to work with some of your closest friends um yeah it's just something so special such a treat um i remember one time we uh <laughs> we we had a garbage can that uh, our work crew so that, like our middle school students or junior high students they volunteer for a week at a time and, and do a lot of work around camp I, I know camps have different names for it but we called it work crew but one of them i don't know at one point they were clearing like our, our kitchen was kind of like in the back and then our freezer and fridge was a separate building so you had to go outside and then go up and into the fridge and freezer it was its own building and I remember that there was this you know people were complaining about wasps or bees stinging them and like it kept getting worse and worse over the summer and so I remember this one time that um, you know we finally figured out that the 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 garbage can that had been there, someone had filled it full with these grass clippings and other stuff. So it just turned into a massive bees nest, like a massive wasp nest. And so people were constantly getting stung because there was, it was literally the size of a garbage can. So we, it was like right during senior teens last week of the summer, I think there was maybe even a fire ban, but we, we had to like basically light this thing on fire because it, there was just so many wasps. And I remember like being in a hoodie with my, you know, hood around my head and like, you know, bandana around my face and like oven mitts on to go pour on gasoline on this thing and light it on fire. But I, yeah, that's just one of the many stories. I feel like there's always stories like that at camp. You just, you look back and you're like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know if that would be possible anywhere else. So yeah, camp was, camp was always fun. It was always an adventure. Yep, it definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Rachel, you recently graduated. Mm -hmm. um, do you mind kind of sharing the process? Because, you know, there's a lot of students out there who are in their grade 12 year or even in grade 11 who are, you know, the, the future and the idea of graduating can be scary because you're, st you know, you have the structure and stability for so many years and then you're just supposed to figure it out. So what was that process for you like? I had nothing figured out. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, people were always asking me, oh, what are you doing? And mm -hmm. I was like, honestly, I have no <laughs> idea. Like The worst question. <laughs> yeah, it was. I got asked that for like three years straight. And I was like, I honestly have no idea. And then God just like, really, I just like kind of let him work on my heart. Mm. And he just put it on my heart to go to YWAM. Mm -hmm. um, I honestly never thought I'd do YWAM. Like I had heard about it. I'd always known right. about it. But I was like, it's not something I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I just was like, wow, I actually think I'm supposed to go to YWAM. And I didn't know when. This was, like, in my grade 11 year, I think. Right. I just, like, really started feeling that. And so I didn't had no idea when. Right. Um, I originally thought I was going to go in April of 2021. Right. Yeah, yeah. I and I was that. like, but then I'm going to miss grad. And I'm like, I didn't want to do that. Um, But then um, the Lord just kind of said, no, you can go September. And so I was like, okay. So that's kind of how that came about. Um, I don't really know... I can't really remember all the details, but that's just like, I didn't mm -hmm. know what I was doing. And then all of a sudden the <laughs> Lord was just like, no, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. It, it's such an intense process because you get the questions. And, and even I realize like, 
yeah, the question isn't bad in of itself, but we put so much pressure on ourselves to know, okay, this is, this is going to be the, the next, you know, 60, 70 years of my life now, right? I'm going to go to university and then get a job and that's, that's my life. And it's like, yeah, it's weird the amount of pressure that we put on ourselves uh, yeah. when it's really not necessary. When you talk to so many people who, you know, older people now, like their stories of how they came to the place where they're at is just, it's like a winding path, right? Like, you know, they think they're going to do one thing and then they do a different thing and then they do a different thing. And, um, yeah, it's, it's cool to see how God works through that, like through yeah. the, through trying new things. And, you know, I feel like the, the imagery that really helped me was thinking of like driving through stoplights you know, you just kind of pursue something. And this was my case until, you know, I felt the call to ministry, but I kept viewing things. And if God said no and put a red light, then I said, okay, I'll go down this, this path. Then I'll, I'll just keep moving forward, even though I don't know exactly what I'm doing. Um, so with YWAM, do you mind explaining? Cause some people may not know what YWAM is. Do you want to give like a, a brief rundown of the ministry and all it entails? Yeah, so YWAM stands for Youth with a Mission. Um, there's YWAM bases all over the world. Um, the one I chose to go to was in Hawaii. Um, good choice, on good the, choice. On, on the Big Island. <laughs> so, yeah, that was really amazing. Um, yeah. But YWAM, for three months, they really just disciple, and it's called Discipleship Training. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so they call it DTS, Discipleship Training School. And... They just train you and disciple you for three months into mm-hmm. sharing the gospel and really just like what missions is mm-hmm. and just growing your relationship with the Lord and working through things mm-hmm. um, so you're ready for the mission field. And then for the next three months, you um, go on outreach um, to a completely different nation and really just um, love on the people there and mm-hmm. share the gospel to them, mm-hmm. um, some who've never heard the name of Jesus. And yeah. so... Um, I didn't do the outreach phase, um, mm-hmm. but I'm sure a bit more about that after. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and so why don't you just share a little bit about your experience of going to YWAM, what that was like first getting there and just kind of the process of everything else. Yeah. So um, first getting there, we got there two weeks before school started. Um, so me and two of my friends who went stayed in a hostel for two weeks. Oh, that's awesome. That was definitely an interesting experience. <laughs> I <laughs> um, bet. <laughs> lots of interesting things. Um, but something we'll never forget. Um, we call those the hostel days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so that was amazing. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, school started. Um, and we just met amazing people. And all my roommates, I had five roommates so there's six of us in total Mm -hmm. um some rooms had 10 people so we actually got lucky with a small room (laughs) um yeah and we all just got super close some of those people like when you spend three months with them straight seeing them every single day they become your best friends yeah um still in contact with them that's awesome yeah so it was it was definitely a nerve-wracking time Mm -hmm. but it was definitely an amazing experience and i would definitely recommend it yeah And, and was it like a did you because you've lived in Fort St. John your entire life yeah so when you were in Hawaii how how was that experience of being there was it difficult at first because it's a it's a completely different place completely different culture completely new people you know you're away from your friends and your family I mean it sounded like some of your friends went with you from here but 
Um, yeah, how was that experience of first initially being in Hawaii, you know, hostel days, and then even when you started the, the program, what was that like? Yeah, so actually the first week when I got to Hawaii, I wanted to come home. Mm-hmm. I was so incredibly sick. Um, yeah. I had a cough. I was throwing up. Like, I was so in, like, I was so homesick. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to come home. Um, the only thing I ate for an entire week was go-go squeezes, <laughs> um, because I ate them at home and they were just like a comfort food that yeah. I found at Target. Yeah. Um, and so that's the only thing I ate. That's all I would eat. And mm-hmm. I was so sick. I lost so much weight and right. I was just so pale. Um, mm-hmm. my friends were getting so worried about me and my mom's like, Rachel, like you need to start eating. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. So then I slowly started eating and I slowly got my strength back and mm-hmm. yeah, after about after that week, like I was completely fine mm-hmm. um, and I didn't want to leave. But that first week was definitely a very tough week. And I missed my family so much because yeah. I'm definitely a, um, I didn't realize it, but mm-hmm. I love Fort St. John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it more than I thought I did. Um, yeah. So I missed everybody here. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I definitely got used to being there. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing when you go and you live somewhere else for a bit of time um yeah you start to notice things that you maybe took took advantage of or took for granted uh even in my first year university i spent uh three months on a reserve in the states and uh i realized quickly actually as much as i felt like i wanted to leave abbotsford i don't think i was ready at that point to leave abbotsford there are too many things that i really appreciated yeah yeah um and so uh, as you mentioned before you know there's the dts part and then there's the missions part but you didn't go on the missions part so uh, do you mind explaining a little bit about that process you know what led you to not do the 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 other three months of the program so to speak yeah so um as soon as we got to um the base Mm -hmm. um everybody was getting super excited for outreach and I just, like, wasn't feeling excited and I was mm-hmm. super confused because that's, like, the main reason I went to YWAM right. was for the outreach. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, God, like, I just started asking the Lord about it. It's like, okay, God, like, why am I not feeling excited? Like, I just, whenever I'm feeling like that, I just always ask the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I just let him explain to me. He's like, well, you're not going on outreach. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, I have to go on outreach. Yeah. Like, that's just weird. Like, that's why I'm here. And he's like, no, you're just, you're not going. And so I was like, hmm. okay. And then I remember thinking like back to even before I left home, I told my mom, I was like, mom, I don't actually know if I'm going on outreach. Like I only, th- I think I might be back after three months. And then I completely forgot about it mm-hmm. when I got to Hawaii. And then after I got to the base, that's when I realized, oh, right. And then, so hmm. I, I prayed about it for like a month and a half. Yeah. And I told my room leader um, and she prayed for me and like, I was just seeking the Lord and I was just like praying and I was like, okay, God, like this is a huge decision, Mm -hmm. like huge. Like Mm -hmm. I pretty much like, what am I supposed to do? And then I got put on a team an outreach team. And I was like, I love these people. Like we're supposed to go to Albania in (laughs) Mm -hmm. Southeastern Europe. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that'd be so fun. And my team was absolutely amazing. Um, So I talked to my team leader and she was super good about it. Just like, you know what, whatever the Lord's telling you, that's what you have to do. Yeah. Um, Hmm. and so I just prayed about it some more and I really felt like the Lord was just telling me, no, Rachel, like he, he gave me a choice. He's like, Rachel, you can go to Albania, Mm -hmm. but I want you at home. 
Hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, I made the really hard decision and mm-hmm. I came home early. Um, and it's been really good. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's cool to see because we always get these expectations. Oh, I'm going to do this. And I got to do this. You know, this is this is what the program is. This is This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And then God says, well... I know that's what the program is, but that's not the program for you, right? Yeah. And it's it's always interesting to see, even in the midst of when we think we know exactly this is what this is going to look like, I'm going to do this, and then this is going to happen, and this is going to happen. You know, it's that those quiet moments where he says, no, like, this is, I'm calling you to do this. I want you to do this. And, and do you think you have any clarity as to why God wanted you to come back earlier? Um, I'm still figuring that out. Yeah. Um, I have a sort of kind of like a little bit of an idea. I think um, he asked me to start like a little Bible study Mm -hmm. um, with some girls around my age, just like five of us. Yeah. Um, So doing that, um, Mm -hmm. it's um, not very structured yet. We're getting there. Yeah. But I'm not exactly sure um, why else he wanted me home but I think that's like kind of where he wanted me to start Mm -hmm. when I got home I'm like I asked the Lord I was like why can I do that like when I get back in March yeah and he's like (laughs) because I need you there now and I was like oh (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah Hmm. that's really cool well it'll be exciting to see uh you know what it what exactly unfolds for you and and even like you said like sometimes we don't really realize in the moment why exactly he wants us in somewhere but you know after a year two three years you start to look back and you can see things with a different lens and i really believe that god gives us that lens to look back and say oh so you want me to be back here for this reason so that this could happen And, and you start to see the the way that he's led us and then when more confusing things come our way and God says, no, I don't actually want you to do this, or I do want you to do this, we can look back and say, okay, you know, in this moment when I was, you know, 18 and I was going to YWAM, this didn't make sense why I had to come back early, but I can trust you because, you know, looking back now, I can see that actually worked out. So in the moment, it, it helps us to inspire our faith and to keep moving forward. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what God will do through you. Uh, I think you have a lot of potential, um, and I really do believe God yeah, has called you back for a reason and for a purpose, whatever that is, who knows. Yep. But um, yeah, Jesus will be leading and guiding you. And so now you're back in lovely Fort St. John in the yeah. minus 40 weather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just for everyone, like, congregation listening, like, what are you doing right now? How are you spending your time now that you're back? Um, I got a job, um, so I'm working. Mm-hmm. Um, I started the Bible study. Um, I'm really just kind of just praying about what the Lord wants me to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. I don't really have any interest in going to university yeah. or anything, um, not as of right now. So, mm-hmm. um, honestly, don't really know. But do you feel like you'll go back to Kings Valley in the summer? Uh, Not this summer. No, I don't think so. Um, But definitely we'll go there to visit lots. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. 
Well, again, thank you so much, Rachel, for sharing yeah. your story of how you came to faith. And even this past year, I know um, with talking to your siblings and with your mom and your dad, like it's it's been an interesting journey for you. But I really do believe, yeah, that God has called you back for a reason. I, I just want to affirm that. And mm-hmm. whatever it might be and whatever it might look like, it'll be exciting to see how you're used for his glory and for his purposes. So. Mm. yeah thank you for being on the podcast and for sharing yeah thank you for having me and just for everyone else out there just a reminder that uh, every thursday at 12 p.m mountain time uh, a new episode will come out Uh, so stay tuned for more episodes and more stories of what god is doing in the lives of people here in port st john thank you all for listening